Hey, what's going on, Vince? Bzim. Vince Wilburn Jr., drummer extraordinaire, nephew of Miles Davis. Here with me, Brian Zimmerman, executive editor of Jazz's Magazine for our favorite day of the week, everyone's favorite day of the week, Miles Monday, the day we celebrate all things Miles Monday. It helps make, I don't know about you, but it helps make my Mondays. I kind of look forward to them now. I used to dread them going to bed Sunday night. Now I know I got Miles Monday to look forward to. I'm all about it. And I'm so excited, B. I don't want to blow you and, and Jeff up like on Saturdays, you know, because I know you're <laughs> I'm excited about Monday on Saturday. I'm like, hey guys, we're ready. You know. Absolutely, man. It is an exciting day of the week and it's an exciting episode today. You know, Vince, you can see I got the guitar out behind me. I've kind of fallen into a guitar spiral. Um, so I busted out the axe. I've been practicing, and of course, that meant, of course, that meant I had to start listening to some Mahavishnu Orchestra. I just yes, had yeah, to, yeah, yeah. which is why I'm super excited for today's guest. That will be bassist Ralph Armstrong. Now, Ralph is from Detroit, born and raised. And correct me if I'm wrong, Vince. This cat started playing with the Mahavishnu Orchestra when he was like in his teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teenager. He has an incredible story, and from Mahavishnu, it's you know on to Jean Luc Ponty, uh, 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 Herbie Hancock, Frank Zappa. Dude has played with everybody. The Queen of Soul, oh, Aretha. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, when you're from Detroit and you're that good of a bass player, it's inevitable. You know, yeah. you'd be playing. So uh, I'm super excited for him to be here. Also, has some Miles Davis connections too, because I think one of his earliest teachers was a teacher of Miles Davis. Miles Davis came and heard him play at one point. There's a lot to talk about with the one, the only Ralph Armstrong. Let's bring him on. Be Let's him. bring him on. Ralph, are you there, man? Yes, I am. Ralph! Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us from the D, yeah, Detroit. Detroit's own. <laughs> how have you been, Ralph? How how has life been uh, these past crazy few months? Oh, it's been strange as hell. <laughs> Very <laughs> unusual. But guess what? It's been good. You know, if you have to change everything, man. I uh, did a recording with uh, Carlos Santana, Michael Narda called the quarantine blues whoa and that's on youtube and that was really nice and john mclaughlin wow uh, man something yeah john mclaughlin is on it and cindy blackman i saw that wife yeah and that was nice you know that that really uplifted my spirits to play with carlos i haven't played with him in 35 years wow. and how long how long from john you playing with john oh shoot 40. <laughs> wow wow um, and how'd it feel wow. how'd it feel it felt great just like old we times all yeah doing files you know doing files and stuff and we all got together and it worked out really well man really well cool a lot of well love. that video is out there ralph if you send it to us we'll post it when we post this uh live stream so that people can watch it okay i'll get it well vince has got it i think don't you Vince? yeah we'll get it oh, we'll I get can, it to be yeah send it send it send it to b I, i'll send it to me i'll send it to b or we you know all on the same email yeah okay the email okay. chain i'll do it and, in, and any any other you got new music coming out all of that just you know yeah i'm up. working on that right now working on some new music and uh it's it's kind of in the r&b realm right now I still got a lot of that R&B and rock is in my blood. You know, I played with Frank Zappa. And yeah. Then I also, you know, played with Jeff Beck. and Ho, 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 ho. B-Zim and I, not to cut you off, Ralph, but we were oh, talking about it backstage. 
You want to march? Hey, oh, uh, because people are chiming in. Um, in the day, back in the day, BZM and I were talking about how old were you when you first started playing with Mahavishnu, and how did that gear come about? Yeah. I was 17 years old when I got with John McLaughlin. How, how, did, how did that happen? That's a long story. I was uh, with, now this, I'm going to tell you the whole story. I'm going to be brief as I can. I was coming from Cass Technical High School one day. Okay. And I had my check bass, bass fiddle. I got off the bus on Seminole Street and walked down to Michael Henderson's house. The Michael so, the Michael, and he was he was playing with Miles at that time. Okay, he was still with Miles. Oh wow! So I went by his house, and he said, "Man, I know these bad cats in Connecticut that need a bass player." So I played over the phone for Sandy Torano and Michael Narada Walden. Next thing I knew, and I was like fifteen, maybe fifteen. Okay, and uh, he sent me an airplane ticket. And me and Narada and Sandy had a group called the New Maguire Sisters. Don't ask me why we were called that. Because <laughs> we were all straight dudes. <laughs> so um, we were up there playing and we had all of this damn rock equipment. Man, I had like four Ampeg SVTs. Man, it shake the damn barn we had. We were on like a farm in Canaan, Connecticut. So Narada it kept talking about, oh, Mahavishnu's coming. Mahavishnu's coming. I said, who the hell is Mahavishnu? I thought it was a new Indian dish. <laughs> so John came up to this farm to audition me. I never, I really didn't know anything about it. It was like a surprise. And he freaked out over me because I played a fretless Fender bass. And he had never heard it? Nobody was playing them. Okay. I I got introduced to the fretless bass because of the great James Jameson. Okay, he sure. He told me one night, he says, everybody wants to know why I can play the fretless bass. I know the technique. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about technique? You know, I was a kid, you know. So I looked in a catalog, a 1972 catalog. There was a Fender bass, fretless. It was a... Um, sunburst and i had just got a candy apple one so i swapped the neck for like 70 dollars man and put it on there and you know me being classically trained I, I i could play it you know i could play it so john freaked he went nuts fretless bass and then jocko auditioned yeah. too he was walking <laughs> around with his bass on his back man he, he was such a character. He, and well, he Ralph, was my, mm -hmm. Ralph, what tunes was he calling? I mean, what did it, you know, he came up yeah, with What was farm. that audition like? Uh, yeah. Giant Steps, Miles Davis stuff, uh -huh. all blues, uh -huh. you know, anything uh -huh. Miles. And uh, should we play the hell out of uh, 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 So What? You know, it was mm. up there. It mm. was like flying. It was like at 250. Wow. Ridiculous, wow. ridiculous temples. <laughs> So wow. Jocko didn't get the gig and he was walking around. We, we were the best of friends. So um, I was honored to get that gig because of, of the great James Jameson introducing me to the fretless bass. Hmm. Then Jocko ripped his frets out, 
of this jazz bass. I don't care what nobody says. I was there. And he put epoxy in it. Yeah. And it was the weirdest sounding instrument I ever heard in my life. You play C, it sounded like B flat. It sounded like rubber. Blah, yeah. I was like, whoa. So finally, he got it cooled out. Some cat in New York hooked him up. He was playing with Joe Zawanu mm -hmm. at the bottom line in New York. I went down there. He said, man, check out the bass, man. We were... He was really a nice cat, man. Mm -hmm. We were mm -hmm. best of friends. Mm -hmm. And I played, I said, now you got it right, dog. And we we just hung out all night and played, you know. And you and Narda, you know, because Narda's from Michigan too, right? Right. He's from Kalamazoo, close to right. where you were. Mm -hmm. So y'all did you, did you all you didn't grow up together. You all knew of how did y'all hook up together? Well, that we hooked up through uh, Michael Henderson. Okay. I met him in, okay. Uh, in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. Man. And then yeah. and then and then share with our listeners, if you may, the hookup with the lifetime of Tony Williams, Tony Newton, all the Detroit connection. Man, look here. I heard Tony Newton. Me and uh Narda went. We had just I had just moved to New York. This had to be 74. Uh -huh. And I went down to the uh Vanguard and Tony Newton was playing. He had Anthony Jackson on bass. And his wife was singing tequila. We, you know, she was singing. Man, wait, 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 wait. Anthony Jackson and Tony Williams were they playing together? Yeah, he was a bass Damn, player. really? He was a bass player in Lifetime, brother. Get out of here. The bass player and was burning. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> he was taking no. And it was the first time I really heard somebody play with a pick on the bass. Yeah. And to this day, I don't give a damn who it is. Nobody can play the bass with a pick like Anthony Jackson can. Wow. I mean, he plays bass with it, brother. Was Alan Holsworth in the band then and, and Alan Pasquale was this? Pasquale was in the band. Okay, but not Holsworth. That's so long and uh, I guess who was on piano? That And he worked with Miles. Crazy as hell. Who? Crazy. Who? Cedric Lawson. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Because he okay. was in the band when I was going to go out with Miles. So anyway, Tony played so much drums. It, it seemed like he was going to levitate around the room. Mm. Mm. And we became mm. friends. The worst thing I ever did in my career was not go to Montreal, Switzerland with Tony Newton. I was burned out as a kid from traveling. You mean with Tony Williams? Tony Williams, sorry, Tony uh -huh. Williams. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So what happened, Tony Williams needed a bass player. So only cat I could think of who could really play that kind of stuff from Detroit was Tony Newton. Wow. Because Tony, it's a funny thing, I took Tony Newton's place with Smokey Robinson. Wow. Tony yeah. could play. And I tell a lot of bass players, they want to, they always come up with this BS about James Jameson. Oh, it was the bass. It was the amp. It was, look, James Jameson could play on a two by four with some cat good <laughs> spring. It sounded like Jameson. People yeah. need to quit. They don't understand. It's the same principles that Ron Carter taught me. James Jamison was a bassist. Mm. He came from Ray Brown. Mm. Yeah. That mm. was his mentor. Really? Yes. And I'm telling you what I know, and you can check with his daughter and his wife. They're living. He. Everybody knows that. Who's from Detroit? Not the amp, the strings, and people tickle me with this, excuse the language, BS about, 
Oh, the flat world strength. I saw James Jameson play on a, a one of Paul McCartney basses with, with roller sounds. And it sound like James. <laughs> so, Ralph, all you catches, Nate Watts, all you catches were coming here, up. by the way. Mm -hmm. He's in Detroit. All you catches yeah. coming up around the same time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 Me and Nate got our start at the, you know what's funny? This, I'm going to just a brief, I got to tell you about this. For our listeners, the, Nate Watts is the bass player with Stevie. Been with Stevie for how long, Ralph? 50, let, no, wait a minute, not 50, 47 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. This. Go ahead. My very first day in New York, we were at Ed Sullivan Studios. Me and Nate argued about this. He said it was SIR, but it was Ed Sullivan right there mm -hmm. on 54th Street mm -hmm. and 8th Avenue. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. I'm in the room rehearsing all this hard music with John McLaughlin. And I heard somebody say, Nay! Screaming, Nay! Turn down the E flat! And I went in the other room. It was Stevie and Nate. We got our big break at the same time. That's incredible. And when you see Nate interview him, he'll tell you about it too. That's incredible. Yeah, I've been blessed. God has blessed me, man. And a lot of the Detroit musicians have this connection back to Cass Technical High School, right? I mean, it's a major right. high school had a great music program, right? Yeah, it's a school for arts yeah. and science. You know, it's it's and a lot of uh, designers of automobiles have come out of Cass. Yeah, you know, it's it's, a, it's what you would call a, a specialty school, right? Mm. And now, was it while you were there that you were taking lessons with who was it that gave you music lessons that also taught Miles Davis in St. Louis? Oh God, but let me go back to Cass real quick and I'll get okay. Yeah. I had I went to school with Jerry Allen. Okay. Yes. With, you know, me and Vince on with Jerry and Wallace Roney. Mm -hmm. They were our dear friends, and uh I missed them so much. And in that class, we had this young guy on the piano. His name was Greg Phillip Gaines. Wow. And wow. also producer who's out in LA and actually San Diego is Kamal Kenyatta. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Now, oh, now, now back to back to uh oh, but sorry. Ray Ray didn't go to cast, right? Ray Parker. Yes he did. Yeah. Ray Parker he went, went to, there okay. for a semester. Ollie Brown. Ollie went to Northwestern. But what's funny, Ray was like me. He went to cast and I, I had got sick. So my mom said, well you go to Northwestern for a semester and go back. You know, so I went to Northwestern, right? And Ray had just got out of there. Ray went wow. to Cass and Northwestern. Wow. wow. Ray Parker is a very well-educated musician. He can mm -hmm. really play. A lot mm -hmm. of people don't know about Ray. He can oh, play yeah. the guitar like uh, West Montgomery, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the mm -hmm. rock and roll mm -hmm. stuff he's done. But now let me get to uh, the teacher I had that taught Miles. I went to Barbara Junior High School, which was down the street from uh, Michael Henderson's home. I had this guy, I had, not guy, but this, Mr., I had Alfred Hickman. Has anybody ever seen the Andy Griffith show and seen Floyd the Barber? <laughs> yeah. He looked just like Floyd the Barber, a black guy. He was, you know, he could pass for Caucasian. And he said, Ralph, uh, you know, you ever heard that boy Miles? He was my paper boy. And he told me about Miles. <laughs> in East St. Louis, and he taught him at some school. I can't remember in East St. Louis, but he where, where it was, college. where his high school was Lincoln. East, you know, Lincoln High. And, okay, and well, it was a uh, it was a junior high school. Okay, okay, we had okay. junior highs back then. So mm -hmm. it, you know, he told me all about Miles and Duke 
Skellington and Slam Stewart and and I didn't know about these guys. You know, I was like 13 with Al Hitchcock. Yeah. And he introduced me to Marcus Belgrave at Ooh. the age of And Marcus introduced me to a lot of jazz artists like yeah. Yusuf Latif. I played with Yusuf Latif when I was 14. Wow. Wow. Now I wow. got one thing to, to say about all of this stuff. I heard James Jameson played bass behind Yusef Latif, Charles McPherson, <laughs> and Tommy Flanagan was on piano. They wow. With the deceased players' big band. They were swinging. Straight ahead, swinging. Yes. Hey, and James is walking. Right. Oh, holding it down. Walking like Ray Brown. <laughs> hey, hey, Ralph, what about Eli Fontaine? Oh, God. That was we call you know his nickname was the Golden Horn. B he played tenor. Okay. No yeah, no no he played alto. alto. Did he play alto? I thought he played tenor. No he played, no 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 no. Or, He's or, played on what's going on. And alto. Okay of, okay. Uh, the, the originals, baby, I'm for real. Yeah. Played on yeah. some of the Dale stuff. Yeah. yeah. That high. You, da, 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 you know, da. Michael used to talk about it, and Marcus played on Mal Michael Henderson at the concert at that trumpet song. I played on that recording too. That track? Uh, guess what I played on? Uh oh. Uh -oh. I played guitar on it. Be my <laughs> get out of here. The credit. Look at the credits. I still get royalties from it. <laughs> wow. After this dance is over, just shopping, not buying yeah. anything. When it comes, da 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 da. That's me on guitar. And it Michael said he, Michael said he wrote Starship for for Miles. He did. You know? Yeah. Done the did you? Mm. That's right, man. You know, it's so funny. I did the session, and guess who was on guitar? And they messed with me during the whole session. It was Ray <laughs> Parker Jr., Wawa Watson. Wawa was throwing peanuts at me. <laughs> what you doing up here with a guitar? <laughs> you don't know about no guitar. How dare Ray Parker was like, how dare you sit next to the master? And I wow. said, Michael threw me in this shit. Because <laughs> I was Man. Player, you hey, know. hey, Ralph! I did a session with Wawa and and a hey, Brian. Yeah, he'll give you like twenty tracks, right, Ralph? Twenty different tracks of guitar, and yeah. so when you're mixing, you have all these, you know, all these different tracks that you can mix on one song. No, like he'll play a figure, he'll play a line, right, right, Ralph? And then he said, "Okay, right. now give me another track," and then he'll play something slicker than that. Then he said, wow. "Okay, give me give me another track." He'll have ten tracks for one song. And all of it, and, you know, it works together. Right. It never clashes. He, he's a man, Wawa why, why Watson, boy. You know, he was the first person that showed me how to slap the bass and pop when I was in the Headhunters. Wow. Now, let me tell you how I got to get with the Headhunters. That's what I want to hear, yeah. I was in, Michael Henderson got me to gig with Miles. This okay. was 19, this was January. 1976. Mm. Miles, I talked to, I love Miles on my heart, man. Because everything I do is pertaining to Miles, the philosophy of my music. Mm. And also, the music that we did with my Vishnu, a lot of that stuff comes from Miles' ideas. Yeah, Everything we did, John would talk about, I want you to think like Miles. You know, everything was Miles. Even going back to my brother, uh, back in the fifties, uh, you know, they used to hang on 69th and Cottage Grove. My brother Tommy played with Miles. 69th you know, and Cottage friends. Grove is in Chicago, y'all. 
Right. South side of Chicago. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And it's all pertaining to his music, you know, the concepts. Because Miles, I'm a, he always tried to show us something different, you know, new concepts, a new idea. I'm trying to find this picture real quick. I know I got it. Just give me a second. I'll be very, I know it's coming up, coming up. I see it somewhere. I want you to see this. <laughs> Great. We know, hey, hey, Ralph. This is 2020. We can get you. We can edit that picture in. You know. That's how them cats from Motown do. You know. Yeah, right, man. Old yeah, school. No. Spontaneous. I love it. I love I'm it. Old, me me too. Viagra, so I'm all right. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm trying to think. <laughs> 76 <laughs> miles. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but what happened? Uh. Miles came to hear me play at Bill Cosby's joint at, in the village. I don't know if you guys remember, he had a place. Bill Cosby had a jazz club in the village. Mm. I think it was near, it was on 7th Avenue, uh, maybe like 20th or something. It's been so long, you know. So anyway, I'm playing there with Marcus Belgrave, Curtis Fuller, Roy Brooks, Tommy Flanagan mm-hmm. and Teddy Harris. We're all playing down one, all the cats from Detroit. And I called Miles as soon as I get in New York. I said, Miles, I'm in Detroit. I'm in New York. He says, I'll be through. I'll be through. <laughs> so I'm playing the bass. We're swinging like it's the end of the earth. Miles <laughs> walks in with a purple suit on, looking like Prince. Purple crushed velvet suit. <laughs> And he looked at me, he just stood there, he said, let me see if I can get my hand, I fat boy. <laughs> and walked out. I cried like a little baby. I said, Miles, come back. <laughs> and then I called him the next day because he always picked up the phone. Uh, he said, I just want to hear you play one note. <laughs> and Michael was right. You got a fat sound. Wow, wow, wow. Boy, <laughs> you got to get click. And hung up. Wow. Yeah, next thing, I still got the plane ticket sent me, all the stuff. So we were, every Saturday, we would discuss music. Miles told me, he said, I don't want you to play all that stuff you've been playing because you play too much. Mm. You don't pay for the bass. It ain't going nowhere. I said, yeah, Miles. And then I want you to find some little kids and see what they playing. I said, okay, okay, okay. If it's hip, I want you to steal it and then bring it to me. And I said, okay. And what he was saying is... People don't get this about jazz music. It has to evolve. Mm. You have to come up with new mm. concepts. There are mm. some young guys in Detroit called Modern Element. They're playing some jazz music. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's hip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it sounds like a car blowing up or something. I was like, what kind of squeak, squeak, cuckoo, squeak? They're like, yeah, man, you know, you know, swing. What kind of music is this? But it's some new stuff. It's fresh. Mm. The music has to evolve. Yeah. 
you know, and then if it doesn't, it's like classical music. It stays the same. It's boring, and it's just like working at Chrysler. <laughs> that was Miles, man. Look into the future. Look into the yeah. future. Right, but Boy. now let me get to all it. Now get to this end of the story. And I quit running my mouth. Now <laughs> you know about Miles had that car accident, broke his hip. Yeah, was yeah, the leg? Right. The leg? Was it the leg? Mm-hmm. His and leg. We didn't go on. We were going to Switzerland. This is seventy-six. No, seventy-seven now. Okay. So I'm upset. So I go to New York with Frank Zappa. The plane stopped in Chicago, and I'm on the airplane in first class. And I'm sitting next to this cat. I look up. It's Herbie Hancock. And he said, yeah, man, I'm going to see Miles in the hospital. And I said, oh, man, you know we're not going anywhere. So you know what Herbie said? He said, well, come on, play bass with me. That's how That I was it. Yeah. That the was plane. it for the headhunters. On the plane. Because, see, Herbie heard me when I was with John McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. We used to tour together. Mm-hmm. So he was familiar with what I was playing. And that was a great, great, you know, great, great experience, man. What a Ralph, wonderful. Who, who, who was playing drums um, when in the Headhunters then? James Levi. Woo, yeah, from Oakland. Yeah, and yeah. off Detroit Avenue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I James. In his crib one night. That's a funky cat. He's, he's still in Oakland, man. I call him from time to time. Yeah, give him my yeah. blessings, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could play, man. And oh, he's nasty. Austin was in the band. He right. had two guitars on some gigs. He had Blackbird, who mm-hmm. I just saw last year. We were at the NAMM show. Yeah, and Blackbird. And Wawa. Wawa had his box he was talking through. And mm-hmm. uh, cool, I've man. got reviews of it and stuff, you know, concerts. And I got a lot of things I could send you. Send fact, it on got, over. Send them to us. Send it yeah. to us, bro. Do right here. I can't get this right. Just send it to us. We'll put it, we'll post it up. We'll, yeah, we'll post it. Right. It's, angle. it's all good. That's all right, man. You record with the Headhunters? You did, right? No, we did. Uh, you know what? We did. It's a funny thing. We did um, Julian Priester, mm. uh, Eddie Henderson. We did Benny Maupin's uh, Slow Moving Traffic recording with Patrice was on keyboard on that. And wow. I think Herbie's on one tune. Okay. You know, Blackbird. You know. Okay. No, Very I nice didn't good. record with him. But we have been friends Ever, Herbie's got the same number he had 35 years ago. <laughs> same phone number. And same address. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, we can't give out. Stand, Beverly no. Hills. We can't Beverly give it out. Yeah, no, right. hell no. Herbie, he, he might get mad one time. Because I never seen him mad, but I never will forget. I missed one on Sunflower. It was, it was sunflower, yeah, sunflower. Da, 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 da. And I missed it, and I didn't know Herbie didn't play one. You had uh. to play one. He plays one every 50 or 60 bars. <laughs> so it bottomed your, out. Your shit's yeah. got to be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's just a wonderful human being, man. Wonderful. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And, and how about Zappa? I mean, because that was... That was it, like being in the Merchant Marines at the <laughs> That shit, man. I yeah. was so glad to be going with I with Miles and uh Herbie because Frank wore me out. It was he like, ran a tight ship at huh? seven in the morning. Yeah, you're on the airplane at 8 30. You got to the hotel room for one hour, you rehearsed, sound check for an hour, ate dinner for an hour, go back to the hotel room for an hour, then you played a concert, then you were free at 12 o'clock midnight. Damn. Wow. 
every day. Hey, Ralph. Kept us on, yes, sir. No, go keep, keep. I got a question, but go keep, keep talking. No, he kept us on salary. You know. Damn, that was that was butterfly you were talking about, right? He said yeah. sunflower. Mm -hmm. Man, what what was it like dealing with the time signatures with with certain you know with everybody you work with? Like, yeah, yeah we, we rehearsed a lot, and we used to subdivide stuff. You know, like if it's something yeah. seven, you were counted in three and a half or something. Okay. Mm. Wow. Wow. And it wow. just got to, we were we rehearsed John McLaughlin, we rehearsed eight hours a day, man. Well, the, I, another question, how do you approach like Mahavishnu, like like BZM said, from Mahavishnu to Zappa to to to, to Benny to and then you were with the Reaper for years. How how yeah. do you approach approach the different the different, you know, gigs? I mean, you have to what kind of mindset for our for me and the listeners and everybody that listens and checks us out, and bass players out there, so tell the bass players how well, do you, you know, have to play what the the artist wants the concept. You have to study the concept, mm. what the person wants. It's like with Aretha; she was very similar in a way to Miles, mm. as, as the with the, her way of thinking. I can, I was I can with see that for thirty five yeah. years on and off. And she fired me 30 times. <laughs> Seriously. We were the best of friends. That's because she loved you. Yeah, I loved her. And the thing was, she was always trying to find something different. But one thing about Aretha, people don't understand. They would be playing. I've seen a lot of drummers go. I've seen a lot of guitar players go. Me and Chuck Rady talk about this a lot. Mm. We're very good friends. The great Chuck Rainey. He was my mm. idol. I never dreamed I'd be good friends with Chuck, you know. Mm. But what mm. it was, Aretha wanted you to play. Mm. That's yeah. sitting back there, like Zappa was like that too. You can't just mm. sit back and be, uh, uh, I don't know what to do here. You better get down. Mm. Aretha tickled me. It was this one guitar player. I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> I got Russell Malone the gig. You know, Russell played with him oh, yeah. before. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. I got him the gig. Mm -hmm. and Ralph, I want to get to, I need to get to. She always called me because I've been associated with the Musicians Union mm -hmm. for musicians. So this certain guitar player that would, could really play this cat's a master. But when he would get with Aretha, he'd kind of be quiet and clam up. And she looked at me, he didn't show me shit. <laughs> he got to play. He's going to play. <laughs> and then Russell came. She was like, "Yeah." Well, Russell say today we had four pieces in New York. We, one of the last gigs we did in 2017. Who's on drums? Uh, Narda and Gaylin McKinney. She had two drummers like James Brown. Narda played with Aretha. He wrote all that music. Yeah, I know. Back in the day, though, too. Yeah, he played. He wrote Pink Cadillac. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I did Curtis Mayfield's Freeway of Love. He did Freeway of Love. Too. Right. But we did New World Order. Curtis, I love that record. I love that record. I'm I on love bass. Get out of here. Singing. Aretha sang. My name is on it. <laughs> so what's so killing about that? Aretha was in the studio and uh, Narada was saying, Oh, Aretha, I just want you. No. Uh, uh, Aretha, could you tell? I said, No. It sounds good. <laughs> you know, but she, she really knew what she wanted. And that's mm. something that makes it easier for a musician. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, it's the worst thing you can have is being with a producer 
you know, that's why I love, I worked with Tio before, you know, mm. with Jerry and Wallace and Andrew. Mm -hmm. We did that mm -hmm. recording, Jerry, one of our last recordings. Mm. And Tio was like, just do this. He said, I reminded him of Mingus on the bass. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Mingus was something else. But anyway, you, you have to play. You can't be reserved play. If a person is telling you you plan to, like Miles will say, don't play so much. And then you chill out. And I never will forget this one story. And you were there the next night. We played at Catalina's, me, Jerry Allen, and Lenny White. Mm -hmm. Great Lenny, band. Yeah, Lenny, what, I beg your pardon? It was a killer band. Yeah. yeah. But Lenny would always say, man, man, you dragging the beat, man. Dragging the beat. Dragging the beat. So I said, I'm going to fix his ass. I drank two Mountain Dews. I had 500 milligrams of ginseng and some espresso. And we were Man. playing teeth too. Da, 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 da. Lenny played a drink. Say, slow down. <laughs> I said, slow down. <laughs> Finally, he hit the, you know how Lenny hit the snare drum? Right, ah. right. Slow down. He said, Man, don't, don't, don't take no more ginseng, man. <laughs> but I love you. Know how me and Lenny, we the best of friends, man. We played, man. I just played with him last matter of fact, about eight months ago. You had a video from Detroit Jazz Festival, the, the trio, I think it was. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and Ralph, you played with Curtis too, Curtis Mayfield. When was that? Oh, uh, I recorded with Curtis Mayfield. Okay. That was, oh my God, it had to be 2000. We did New, New World, World Order. No, New World Order, uh, okay. Let's get back to living again. It's a great song, yeah, and they yeah. need to start playing it because yeah. after this COVID is, is through and we our country gets back, we got to get back to living again. If I When I get mm -hmm. depressed, I play that song. Yeah, it's a great record. Mm -hmm. Did you get to hang with Curtis? I mean, were you in the studio with him, or did you just lay down a track? No, we just laid the tracks down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But we all talked to him, and Aretha sung on there too. She was at the end. She comes on at the end, saying, mm -hmm. "Go ahead, Mayfield." It's yeah, yeah, because they go back, you know. Yeah, that's right. They go, they go way back. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ralph, on, what what do you share with your students when you when you're teaching? Do you, you tell them where now, Ralph? Yeah, I shared the same concepts that Ron Carter and uh, I've been around a lot of great bass teachers. Even like uh, my professor, Larry Hurst, the key to a bass player, and the same kind of thing with James Jameson would tell me, is to get a sound. The mm. people, I, it really pisses me off when I hear these musicians, you got to have this kind of bass, all oh, these kind of strings. I don't give a shit what you have. You have to develop a sound in mm. your hands. Mm. I play, I can play any, I got Bases. I got like 36 bases in here. I don't know if you've seen here. I turn around and see some of them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's just some. That's like the collection, some. man. I've got, no, that's just, look. That's, that's the tip of the iceberg. That's a sprinkling <laughs> of it. The, yeah. the expensive ones in steel cases in the back of my apartment. But mm. uh, I have all kind of bases. But it's the sound, you have to learn how to develop right. a sound out of the instrument, the tone. Mm. And mm. that, like Ron Carter had me play a C scale 
I think it had to be 1,282 times until it sounded yeah. right. He was watching a basketball game of this. He was like, Ross says, it, 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 it still doesn't sound right. I was like, Mr. Todd, I'm getting tired. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, what face is, is shooting? Hold on. Okay, now go back to work. And it's right. But it teaches you to get a sound. Mm. Then, like, I got gadgets, Digitex, all kind of, you know, delays and, you know, all kind of stuff to make sounds. And I use rotor sound. I use labella strings. But all of that shit, it don't matter. It's the sound you have in with you. Because you, you, you had a sound, man. Jameson had a sound. Yeah, Ron. Uh, Michael headed to Ron. You know, uh, Paul Buster. Chambers, Buster, Buster, uh, Bob Hurst, all you cats got your yeah, own Bob. sound. Right, and that's getting a tone out of the bass. Nate Watts. And I, and yeah. I, I work on my students just to walk the tetrachord. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. If you get it to sound like music, mm. you'd be surprised. I, it's a lot of bass players to this day that are in college, which I've had, that can't even play an eight-tone scale, making it sound like music. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Sounds like S-H-I-T. <laughs> that sounds like practice yeah right mm -hmm. yeah exactly man so that's so, and a big it, part of it mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it must have been for you you know because you have a very strong classical background who first got you into jazz was it was it marcus belgrave king of detroit or? i have to go back to miles teacher al hickman because okay. he introduced me to duke ellington gotcha and uh hampton lionel hampton and uh, Benny Goodman and, uh, you know, Miles and, uh, you know, he was the first cat, Slam Stewart. Yeah. He was the first cat, man. And then Marcus did too, but then Wendell Harrison, there's so many. And uh, I, I, would, I would go back to Alfred Hickman because it had okay. to start. He was the one that lit the match. Right. And I imagine at the same time, just growing up in Detroit with all this great music around you. You've oh, got yeah. funk, you've got Motown, you've got a little bit of everything. It really is, and rock and roll, too. And rock and roll, yeah. But by the time you had gotten to Mahavishnu, I mean, were you prepared to hear anything like that, or was that like anything you've ever heard to that point? Well, I was in the Jimi Hendrix. Uh -huh. one, of the, yeah. one of the most, it was so funny, one of the greatest times of my life was recording at Electric Lady Studio with John yeah. McLaughlin. Mm. Right off, of, I believe it was right off of Seventh Avenue, mm -hmm. and all the cats would come through there. John Blair, the violinist, and you know it was it was like a happening, man. It's the Electric Lady, <laughs> yeah. and one of the one of my great uh, memories of music was playing at the Jimi Hendrix Festival with John McLaughlin, Neil Sean, Michael Narda Walden, Mitch Mitchell, Buddy Miles. Tom Costa, we worked together with Santana. He was on the keyboard. Yeah. And and Jimmy was playing Kungas. Jimmy Hendrix, mm -hmm. Kunga player. Jimmy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, playing. Mm -hmm. And all the Hendrix cats, man. And I learned so much about Jimi Hendrix. That was one of the greatest times in my life. That gig at Bumper Shoot. There was 50,000 people there. Wow. But one thing I found out about Jimi Hendrix through Billy Cox and Noel Redding is that he was not a drug abuser hmm. he experimented with drugs okay and you know what uh billy told me 
He said, think about this. And Mitch Mitchell said the same thing. He said, think about this. How could he write all that music if he was a drug addict? Yeah. Hmm. And that's why I was glad to be there because they gave me another perspective of this guy. And a lot of the old blues cats knew Jimmy. They call him Jimmy James. Yeah, hmm. right. Johnny, Johnny and your boy Buddy Guy. They all played with Jimmy. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 So that turned your ear out a little bit to some yeah, new so stuff. Yeah. Now I got some new stuff that I, it's a lot of Jimmy. You know, if you listen to a lot of those recordings I've done with the effects pedals, I've done distortion devices, and it's a lot of that in me. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. I got some new shit for now. Yeah. What are you working on now, Ralph? Oh, uh, my new recording. It's taking my time. Just taking my time, and I got some stuff for women. There's a song I wrote called Blue Mashed Potatoes. I hope all you listeners out there go to YouTube and see it. It's a song I wrote dedicated to Frank Zappa. Hmm. And it's about this man. He was in love with an ugly woman. She weighed 299 pounds. When you take it to the zoo, you need two tickets. One to get in, the other to get out. And this man couldn't figure out why he was in love with this ugly woman. So finally, he was at the dinner table with this ugly woman, and he looked at the potatoes, and the potatoes were blue. And he looked at her with this big old gorilla face, and then flashlight looking eyes, he said, oh, baby, oh, baby, please tell me why the mashed potatoes are blue. So he took a bite of these mashed potatoes. She lost 122 pounds. Took another bite of these mashed potatoes. She started to look like Janet Jackson. She took a third bite of these mashed potatoes. He felt the blood flow down to the male anatomy. Oh, boy. He found out that this grizzly bear-looking woman was grinding a bag with these mashed potatoes. That's the name of my song, Blue Mashed Potatoes. I'm waiting Blue for mashed- five minutes. So for all you young bass players out here, <laughs> that's the secret <laughs> i love blue, it man blue mashed potatoes yeah Very cool man blues yeah man so we will look you know, that still up a lot of zappa and me and, and miles you know zappa always taught me how to be entertainer you know that's what zappa did mm. ralph one time- of what one of the things i love about you not to cut you off please Go ahead, um man. You never, you never, you never get pigeonholed into any, any, any genre right. of music, and you're always open. Hey, BZM, Ralph will never say no. If the money's right, Ralph is like, okay, send me an airline <laughs> ticket, first class, and I'm there. That's and right. It gets it done. It gets that's it done. Right. Yeah, your versatility, yeah. man, yeah, is incredible. Man. And 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 Ralph, that's the that's the that's the heart that you have, man. It's, yeah. You have a, you know you've always I- had it. But you know what I found out, Vince? It's mm-hmm. that if being a musician, like, you know, when I, I had hard times in my life, you know, mm-hmm. not real hard, but when you have a family, it's never enough money. Mm-hmm. Now, what yeah. I did, I had to, to, you know, I had to provide for my kids when all mm-hmm. of the concert rock star stuff stopped. So I ended up working in the theaters playing, you know, the Pinafore in uh, South Pacific. I worked with Robert Goulet. You know, and uh, Topo, the uh, Sound of Music, and you mm. know, mm. I did I did Fiddler, Fiddler on the Roof, right. you know, mm-hmm. and that's you know you have to be a musician, 
Mm. You know, but at this age now, I've paid my dues and I've been blessed. I don't have to do that no more. Unless I want, but I tell you what I did do, I was hanging out with, um, I did uh, Tommy, I was with Pete Townsend about uh, 12 months, about a year ago. We were hanging, we did where your boy is at, the Little Caesars. And mm, uh, the mm. contractor said, we want to play this gig. I said, who is the who? And they hooked my, my bass up to the, to the sound system with my pickup. It was dope, man. It was some good music. Wait, wait, wait. Right. To... Little Caesar, you talking about the arena? Yeah. The arena. Yeah. Come on, you got to break it down because, you know, they probably thought oh, you were talking about the, the, the pizza, pizza joint. Pizza yeah. Yeah. No pizza. <laughs> but uh, okay. I, we hung out with, uh, you know, Pete and we talked because we knew a lot of the same agents, you know, like Harvey Goldsmith, all of the big, big shot agents in England, you know. I was blessed to work with uh, Harvey Goldsmith and George Martin, the producer of the Beatles. And uh, London, yeah, I stayed in London for like seven months at one time. And this wonderful Jeff Beck would pick me up every night in his 32 Ford, man. And we're going to the scene. We're going to the scene, the speakeasy. And all the Peter Van Hook and all of the cats in London be hanging out. And I was like in this rock and roll world at that time. Oh man, just playing with all those British rock cats. Yeah, back, but, you know, British British musicians are wonderful. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're, they're well educated too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. but in every project, Ralph, it's always it's always sounds like Ralph. Like you were saying, it's never just a background track with you. You know, it's it's you know it's a musician there. You know, and that's yeah. a beautiful thing. I can't wait to record with Vince because I know he yeah. does. Oh, man. we got some stuff, and you fear, fearless man, you got you know. I have to save up some money and get you out here. You ain't got to save up no money. And I'm gonna get the vaccine from BZM so we can get you. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're gonna get that vaccine because it's about ready to happen. Detroit yeah. is doing yeah. good. It's just the suburban nights don't get it. You know, you just have to protect yourself, man. BZM, if you're ever playing in, in Detroit, call Ralph and he'll, you know, it's such a oh, such please. a joy to, a number. Yes, to play with him, BZM, and then to hang with him. I bet, man. You know, I bet, hey, man. I it opens oh, doors. Brian, and get, and get your rest. Get your rest before you go to Detroit. <laughs> uh, We're going to be yeah, burning the mid cat, This cat came to Detroit and, and spent $1,000 <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> he was drinking food and gold. And the funny thing about hey, it, Dick, this, wrong he was with Lottie the Body. Wrong show. Dance wrong show. Dancing wrong. with Lottie, the great Lottie the Body who Red Fox talks about. She just passed this year. So if wow. so for, for you young bass players, don't spend money a thousand dollars at the bar with <laughs> with Ralph Armstrong. Yeah, young everybody, uh, no matter what instrument you play. Made yeah. the whole bar. <laughs> we drinking, but he wasn't drinking nothing cheap. He was drinking Louis the Fifteenth. That's good taste. Wrong show. Uh, Wrong Vince show. That's good taste. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's all love, man. It's just a pleasure. To yeah, be here. family. Likewise, yeah, Ralph, man. This has been excellent, dude. Thank you so much. I mean, I the stories, one. man. Yeah. Oh, man. There's so many more I could even tell you. We're going to have now, to have you back, man. Behind you? What, what that, bass is that? That is an old Epiphone from the 50s. I'm not a bass player. I'm, I, you know, I'll dabble a little. My main axe is actually trumpet. This is a nice set piece, and I'll play every now and then. But, uh, Tell you something. I have an Epiphone behind my head. Yeah, it was given to me, and it belonged to a great bass player. I was just talking to Ron Carter about it. 
I have the black bass that Ernie Farrell played, who played with Yusuf Latif for years. And he also played, oh. Ernie Farrell played with John Coltrane for a minute. A lot of people don't mm. know that. He was a great okay. bass player in Detroit. Mm. Ernie Farrell, I have his bass. It was given to me. I'm going to restore it. It really doesn't need much. I'm going to change the fingerboard as Rosewood because back then at that time they were in this, people don't know, in the, in the, in the middle 40s they were slapping a bass. Right, and Rosewood was the wood because it was bright, you know. Right, yeah, but those Epiphones from that period, those were solid basses. Those were, you uh, know, they yeah. are excellent basses. Yeah, yeah. You know that. You know what it's worth, right? It's worth something. Yeah. You so I, I have it. Can, yeah, can, uh, that's a down payment on a new Lincoln. Hey man, maybe I'll <laughs> bring it to Detroit. Yeah, man. No, that's we'll a nice understand that it's it's a, a steam instrument because yeah. they're, they're mine is carved. It's made. It's not. It's not laminated. Right. When I have behind hmm. me, and yours probably isn't, might not be laminated either. I never seen one with that blonde finish though. That's what's so weird about it. Is yeah, that I blonde? It is. You know, my dad inherited it. He's an attorney yeah. and a lawyer. He, a lawyer, uh, a, a client gave it to him, and. Mm -hmm. um you know, I like I say, but I'm a my main instrument is trumpet, but I'll play every now and then. So those are serious. Those are serious. Yeah, hold, yeah, hold on to that beat. Yeah, I will, man. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Next time Ralph is in town, uh, I'm yeah, come take a look. They were made in uh, New Jersey. Some were made yeah. in Kalamazoo, Michigan, yeah. but they uh they they were very fine basses. There's no yeah, joke about them. You can play in a symphony orchestra with that bass. Wow. wow. Oh, yeah, it won't happen to me anytime. Well, look so. here, man. I'm gonna go on and 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 see if the money is still in my account. My daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you said she I might figure it there, out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear them, man. Ralph, we ask the same question to every guest at the end of the show. After we hang up here, what Miles Davis album are you going to be spinning tonight? Uh, bitches brew. All right, beautiful man. Because yeah, that yeah. was the one that turned me out. Mm. Yes, and turned a lot mother, of people out. I never forget it. My, I played that. My mother looked at me and she said, What kind of music is that? With Biddy Moffin playing the bass. Yeah, player. yeah, bass playing that. Yeah. yeah. I talked to Biddy, man. He had a birthday about three months ago. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We keep yeah, in yeah. touch. He's out yeah. there in, in uh, what is it, Pat? He lives out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close to Patrice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. tell her give my love, Patrice. I will. Uh, yeah. Don McLaughlin for years tried to get Patrice to go on the road, but she didn't want to leave uh, UCLA. Mm. She wanted to get and educated. We, and Muzan, man, I you know that was my man too. Oh <laughs> man, I miss yeah. Fat Fat. Yeah, it was yeah. a fun. We used to have so much fun. I never forget the last story I'm gonna tell you about. We were in it's I think Turin. Mm -hmm. Me, Larry, and Wallace was like, man, we bring you here to get a damn trumpet. Stuart had his trumpet. He had his trumpet. She was like, man, what is this? We ain't no musketeers or nothing. <laughs> so uh, Alphonse left his trumpet in his cab. No, no, you know where it was? It was in uh, uh, Scopey, Macedonia. He left it in the cab, cab pull up. You should have seen Alphonse run. He said, hey, man. Did he did he get it? He, he got his trumpet back, right? Yeah, the cast off. Wow. wow. And Wallace was like, man, anybody think they play the trumpet, man? <laughs> <laughs> Funny shit. That was one band, I tell you. I talked to Joy periodically. 
Joey D. Francesco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bad cat. We all miss, you know, that's one band that everybody got along. I mean, mm. we had so many funny stories. Mm. Mm. You know, we just got along. You know, God, God bless. That's rare, man. Yeah. yeah. God yeah. bless Alphonse Muzan, man. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed, man. Darryl. Thank you, Ralph. Well, Ralph, man, this is it's been awesome. Yeah, you know, I can talk to paint off a new Toyota now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have hey, to have Ralph back on, man, because hey, stories for days. Love you, you Ralph. Love I love it. And and I gotta say, my little cousin was drafted in the NBA draft second round yeah. and he's in the Pistons. And I made two phone calls, BZM. Yeah. I called Ralph and I called Bob Hurst. And both of those brothers said, give them my give him my number. I'll look out for him. And I want yeah, to thank you. Thank, thank you, Ralph. On here, please, because I'm downtown. I can walk to the arena. Okay. Okay. So I tell him the spots, the, the hip restaurants, where he can, you know, feel comfortable. Don't worry about no nothing, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. actually, Detroit downtown is is booming. It's it's jumping down there. Now, see, see, you you talk mess about me. I ain't gonna tell him about your fur coat, that full length mink coat you wore. Uh huh. I just uh -huh. got it. It's bad too. Uh huh. Man. Good look, uh -huh. Man. And and yeah, BZ, BZM, he he it's calls fishing. all the. He calls all the shots in Detroit, so don't don't get it twisted. Uh, king of Detroit, know. I believe it, man. The king of Detroit, yeah. right? No, I'm, I'm just a bass player. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the bass player. Who, who, who every, hey Ralph, who everybody loves, because everybody loves you, man. I love you. Oh, thank you, know? you man. Yeah. I've been blessed, you know. And I, and I told my daughter today, I said, you got to count what's good in your life. I mean, to live this life I've lived, and I thank God for it. To to travel. Yeah, and now that I'm not traveling, I look back and I can smile on these adventures. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's been the times that uh, it's a funny thing. Before we go off, you, I never told you how I really met Herbie. The first time I met him was through Kali Yassin. Mm. Now, who don't? Uh, wait a minute, let me finish. Uh, it's been a long time, and when people they don't know his spiritual name, but his name was Larry Young. Wow. Oh, wow. And I had I was had an apartment on the 54th, 54th floor of the Sheraton. And he came back. We're gonna see, we're gonna see Brother Hobie Hancock. And he walked through all the security at Carnegie Hall because he was putting that. He pushing everybody inside and Herbie's like, huh? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, wow. that's the first time I met Herbie through Larry Young, man. And Larry Young played with the, with the original Lifetime, right? With Tony Williams. Right, he sure did. Yeah, he was yeah. also in the, when I was up in Connecticut. He was up there at the time I met John McLaughlin. I didn't he know you Sandy. knew Sandy Toronto, man. Larry Young was his organ player. Sandy Toronto. Yeah, he was I didn't know you knew. Wow, Sandy's an old friend. Great wow. friend. Wow. Friend. Brother from oh. hey, that's our brother Donald. Oh, from, uh, thanks everybody for Australia, watching. Jennifer yeah. Roberts, wow. Gary, Marcel, Astrid, uh, Juan. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Bill, appreciate. Everybody it. loves Ralph. Everybody loves Ralph. We're gonna have to have Ralph back because I have a feeling this is just the first chapter of this book, man. You've got you've oh, got stories. You. I'm working on it. <laughs> I've just started, man. I got to do yeah. it before I get too old. And say, yeah. I don't remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing Beautiful. good, you know. I only take one yeah. bag a week, so I'm doing good. <laughs> Those blue mashed potatoes, man. 
Yeah. Now everybody's gonna be talking about those blue bash. Yeah. Laugh your ass off. There you go. It's funny. Wait till you see the lady I got in the movie with me. She has a behind like my Lincoln Town Club. Wow. Wow. I said behind. Oh, Ralph, she has a nice future behind her. There you go. That's what we used to say I in Chicago. Know if it's the future, I call it the past. <laughs> 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 All of them, them, them chitlin' shit. Uh, uh. Yeah. Oh, All right, brother, man, love you, Ralph. This has you been awesome, guys. man. Pleasure, Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. We'll see you later, man. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll holler at you later, Vince. Love you guys. Okay. Okay. Love you. So long, Ralph. Bye. Man, that cat. That was excellent, man. I enjoyed the hell out of that. Now, B, that was your call. (laughs) For our listeners, that was B Zim. B Zim said, call Ralph. You gave me a list of names. You said Ralph Armstrong, you know, bass player, play with Mahavishnu. I said, that's the guy. Yeah. Let's get him on. That was a beautiful call, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on to that bass, B. I will. Hey, man. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. If it's Ralph Armstrong approved, man, it's got to be good. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that was great, dude. Thank you for her- hooking that up. Thank no, you to thanks. Ralph for chatting with us. Thank you for everybody. Uh, thank you to everybody for watching. Really appreciate it. Enjoyed yeah. uh, seeing your comments. And yeah, we do this every Monday. This is Miles Monday. So like us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, hit the notification bell so you know that when we're going live every Monday, we celebrate the life legacy of Miles Davis with musicians that played with him that know him that love him uh it's what we do so yeah man. i want to thank you and jazzy's magazine for this platform you know our pleasure man this, this was your baby you our know? pleasure just, just yeah, so everyone you made knows. it a thing man you, you made it a thing and uh it's been a lot of fun you this start with miles you start with miles and you can go so many places because uh it is a special family the miles davis family so in the future look out for robert trujillo from metallica i mean we've got all kind of uh surprises in store you know? Everybody loves Miles. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and, and it's, we don't get pigeonholed. You know, that's we, right. We might have some actors and actresses, and you know, rappers, MCs, rappers, producers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, B. You're very welcome, Vince. Man, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Same to you all too. of our uh, fans watching. Check us out on jazzes.com. Check us out on milesdavis.com. People are chiming in, or you know, still chiming in. That's Give right. The party goes on. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, behind backstage. Producer Jeff. Producer Jeff, we Thanks love you, man. man. Yeah. Yep. All right, Vince. Have Stay a great safe. week. Stay safe. Happy man. Miles Monday, man. Yeah. Likewise. Happy Miles Monday. Wear your mask. Stay safe. Okay. Good night, everybody. Peace.